I can't believe I'm actually doing this. Hey, techies. I'm your host, Tasia Custody, and I am taking a risk making today's podcast. On today's episode of Talk Tech to Me, I am pulling back the curtain on something suspect that is happening in my YouTube analytics. It is absolutely crushing my ad revenue to a debilitating point. And as you'll hear from other YouTubers in this episode, I'm not alone. A couple of weeks ago, I noticed that my ad revenue in my YouTube analytics literally fell off a cliff. On August 5th, you can just see this giant drop in my YouTube ad revenue. Well, fast forward to Thursday, August 17th, so a full 12 days after I see this giant drop off in ad revenue, I get a banner notification on top of my analytics page stating ads have been limited on one or more of your videos due to invalid traffic. So I did a little digging, and if you're anything like me wondering what the heck does that even mean, YouTube defines invalid traffic as any activity on your channel that doesn't come from a real user or a user with genuine interest. So they include examples like automated or incentivized traffic from third parties, so like traffic boosting, as if me or other YouTubers are getting, I don't know, bot farms to watch and like the videos, that would be something that would be considered invalid traffic. Things like friends or contacts letting playlists of your videos run all day long. Also, they mention announcing to your viewers that they should watch through ads or click on certain ads on videos to boost that ad traffic, which again, is not something I have done. They go on to say that their systems analyze this traffic in order to keep the platform working for creators and advertisers and viewers. But here's the thing, and I'm gonna quote from their own help page right now. Quote, sometimes creators may find that their channels are affected by invalid traffic, even if they're not intentionally driving it. This means that there are times when creators may not be aware that activity they've received is the result of invalid traffic, while we work hard to prevent it, some types of invalid traffic can only be detected by our systems after it happens. As a result, adjustments are made to views and earnings in YouTube Analytics and AdSense. When you see these adjustments, it means that our invalid traffic defenses are working to protect the platform, even if you didn't necessarily generate or drive that traffic. What YouTube is saying here is that creators, and this is going to be only the first time we hear this today, that creators are responsible for all of the traffic to their channel. Make it make sense. So YouTube goes on to say that some creators may see drops in views and earnings or fewer ads on their channels, adjustments to AdSense payments, and maybe even delayed payments. And then YouTube also claims that when this so-called invalid traffic is detected, advertisers aren't charged or they're refunded where appropriate and possible. And I want you to keep that in mind as we kind of navigate through what is happening here. What's also important to note right now that as of at least right now on my channel, while my revenue takes a 76% hit, YouTube is still running ads on all my videos. So they can hide behind that little statement of having to pay the advertisers back. But how do we know that? 
this is an erroneous flag. So what are you even paying them back for? Your system made an error. You made an error and now I'm paying for it. So here's the thing. There is absolutely nothing a creator can do about this. When they get this invalid traffic notice, there is not anything the creator can do about it, except it's quite contradictory when you tell the creator that they're responsible for this invalid traffic and then not give them any tools to do anything about it. In fact, there is no appeals process at all. So even if this is an erroneous flag, which I believe 100% this is an error, there is no appeal process unless a creator's AdSense account is permanently disabled. So when I noticed this drop, I kind of dug a little bit more into the analytics and my revenue has dropped over 76%. Bang off of a cliff. This is literally years of hard work, all by myself, all out the door and gone in a second. So here's the rub. The support, I'll just say person I talked to, it could be a bot, who knows, but the person I chatted with talked in circles, often blamed me for this invalid traffic, was sarcastic with me at one point, and also contradicted herself on multiple occasions. And I kept getting told that the system flagged the traffic. And then I was told that there is no human that can review that system flag for me. I want to think about this logically. A human built the code, it built the algorithm, it built the system, whatever you want to call it, that flagged this quote unquote invalid traffic. But YouTube won't, I'm not going to say they can't, they won't have somebody dig in on the back end of the analytics to see what I see. And they would immediately see that there's nothing suspect going on with my traffic or anything I have done on my channel. The only suspect thing going on is that they have flagged this as invalid traffic. They won't even tell me which video or videos this has been reported on. And not only this, but they won't even tell me how long this is going to be affecting my channel for. At one point, the person I chatted with got very sarcastic when asking me if any of my friends or family are just like running through playlists of mine. And I, in no uncertain terms, told her that we all work for a living. Nobody's that I know is doing that. And I made that very clear. And the sarcastic response I got back was about, oh, well, you know where all your traffic comes from, which at that point I did literally laugh out loud because it's like, you are freaking telling me that I am supposed to. She told me twice in this conversation that in no uncertain terms, it is the creator's responsibility. The onus is on the creator to know and to control where the traffic is coming from. I want to tell you right now, if I could control where any traffic was coming from, Alphabet wouldn't be the most powerful company in the world. I would be. I would be running the most powerful company in the world if I could control traffic. And I want to touch on this whole concept that YouTube lays out in terms of creators are the ones responsible for the traffic to their channels. I know you might think this is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I too think it's ridiculous. So to prove how asinine this concept is, let's go into my analytics a little bit and see 
why they might think, okay, maybe she's got some invalid traffic. First, there is absolutely no spike, no weird location, no sudden change in who's watching my videos. Like no sudden change in is it new viewers as opposed to returning viewers. Nothing like that. No other oddities at all anywhere in my channel analytics. Second, this sudden drop in ad revenue happened four days after I hit 50,000 subscribers. It was such a huge milestone for me. I've been posting content since December of 2015 and diligently posting every single week for over three friggin' years. And as you gain more subscribers, your reach tends to get wider. Your videos tend to pick up steam. They tend to be shown in YouTube search results or in suggested videos, etc., etc. Third, I have published more videos in the last 28 days than I normally do, resulting in more views and traffic to my channel. And that's not just coming from me. In fact, not once, but twice. In my analytics, I have different messages from YouTube telling me, your hard work paid off. Publishing more helped your channel get 22% more views than usual. Fourth, my biggest source of traffic has been and continues to be in this order. YouTube search, meaning when you go into YouTube and you search for something, my videos come up. That's my biggest source. I'm a how-to channel. It makes sense. The second source for me is external sources, so like websites that link to my videos. And when it comes to external sources, by the way, Google search is my biggest source of external traffic. Third for me is the suggested videos, which are the suggested videos alongside other videos in YouTube. So my top four traffic sources are YouTube search, external, which is really Google search, and then I've got suggested and browse features. So three of my four traffic sources are all within the YouTube platform. So in fact, it seems that YouTube controls the traffic because it's all algorithm-based. So a clear YouTube problem, most of my traffic comes from within that platform, is being turned into a me problem. And in case you haven't guessed by now, I want to be exponentially clear. I have never, nor would I ever, do anything that leads to invalid traffic. But that doesn't really matter, right? Because if we're supposed to control all our traffic regardless, it kind of leaves us in a lose-lose situation. But believe it or not, this is so much bigger than just me yelling into a microphone by myself. And wouldn't you know, I have found many, many, many other YouTubers in this exact same situation right now. Honestly, I have a running list and it's just absolutely asinine. This problem actually started in November of 2022 for some channels and it has been ongoing and creators are getting the runaround from YouTube. They are getting different answers from YouTube support. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't want to speak out about this because they're afraid of repercussions. They're afraid of what YouTube will do. Honestly, I, I am too. I mean, I've worked really hard 
doing this week after week for years and just plugging away and having slow and steady growth. And I just want to make content that is helpful for people. So I want to get into some of the conversations that I have had with some other YouTubers that were willing to talk to me today on Talk Techie to Me. So I want you to keep in mind that these conversations have all been recorded on different days with different tech and you know, you're probably going to hear as much in some of the audio. It just is what it is. But we covered a lot of ground over these four conversations that you're going to hear. It's really my hope that these conversations provide a lot more context to this issue as a whole. So with that, I'd love to introduce you to Nikki, who runs the Nikki Connected YouTube channel, where she shares actionable tips on building wealth and budgeting. Honestly, she and I hit it off right out of the gate and we realized that we had a very similar YouTube journey and what's happened to our revenue couldn't be more alike. So let's listen in on that conversation now. When did you first notice there was an issue on your channel? Back in April of 2023, the revenue went down and it's gone up and down before, but this time it just plummeted. Like literally it went down by on the first day, about 50%. And then after that, like even, even lower. And I'm like, okay, it never dips this low because even when I went back into like the last 365 days to compare it, it's never gone that low and steadily stayed that low. So after just a few days of being at that point, I'm like, like, I can't even buy a cup of coffee with this money. So what did you do at that point when you realized, okay, this is a sustained issue going on? Well, first I didn't do anything. I would say for the first week, um, then I ended up reaching out to YouTube and they weren't helpful <laughs> at all, at all. You know, another week would go by and I'm still looking at this flat line. And because the first couple of uh, responses that I received said, there's nothing wrong with your channel. We don't see anything wrong with your channel. And I'm like, how is that possible that you don't see anything wrong? And so after the third person that I spoke to, they denied it at first. And then I got a notification on um, in my um, creator studio. There was a banner that said that there was um, something to do with the ads. Um, my ads had been limited. So at that point, that's when I reached out again. And at that point, that's when, so it's probably about the fourth contact because that's when I got the reply, oh no, well, we limited it because you likely have bots on your channel. And, you know, basically like I might be sending fake viewers to my channel. And um, so literally I just found it really ironic, the timing of the banner as well, because when it popped up, it was, I had spoken to somebody on at YouTube in the evening, like he responded to me in the evening. I woke up to the banner after he told me nothing was wrong with my channel. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden I have the banner and now, okay. So when I reach out again, oh, well, you likely have bots. And I'm like, okay, well, that was never said in all of these previous contacts. So did you during this time happen to check and see where the majority of your traffic comes from? And was it different? during this supposed invalid traffic situation than it's ever been? 
So yes, I have tracked to find out where my viewers were coming from because I'm like, it would only make sense this banner if I'm sending bots, if it's coming from like an outside source instead of on YouTube. But the majority of my traffic comes from YouTube search. To me, the whole thing was like the biggest slap in the face because it's basically telling me that what I'm seeing is an illusion. There's nothing wrong with your channel. Everything is fine with your channel. And I, I mean, I wrote long emails and I implored them like, can you please have someone, can you escalate this? Can you have someone of a higher level than a regular, regular person talk to me and, you know, actually look into my channel because there is something clearly wrong and they were just adamant there's nothing wrong with your channel or it was the bot thing and they would go back and forth and for me they actually claimed that they looked into it oh we did we had somebody look into the back end and i mean i would get this email like like maybe a couple hours later after i reached out to them asking them can you please escalate this oh, we did escalate it. And they looked on the back end and they didn't see anything wrong with your channel. I'm like, how did you do that so fast? How is that possible? Right. And, so. and there's your answer. If they don't see anything wrong with it. So what are you saying then? When this happened to you, I'm really curious to know because I've been kind of going back and forth on, do I take a week off? Do I stop posting? Because they're in my mind, they're taking my money because here's the yeah. thing with mine. And I don't know if this happened to you, but ads are very much running on my channel. So yeah. even with this banner, they're running ads. And so they can say the language all they want of, oh, we might have to pay the ad, the advertisers back or stop running ads. Yes. I, all I can say is all the only thing I can see is you did not stop running ads on my channel, YouTube. Right. And we're supposed to trust them that, oh, we're paying back these advertisers for invalid traffic, but there was no invalid traffic. So I'm in right. this flux of don't know if I should keep posting or not. So what did you do? Did you change your upload schedule at all during this? Did you just keep at the same pace? What was your method? At first, I kept at the same pace. I would say for the first maybe month or so. I did, but then I'm like, well, I have to do something else. I have to put my energy elsewhere. So luckily, um, my channel actually started as a blog. Like I've always had a blog. So I started focusing on that. I started focusing on selling courses. So I stopped posting as many videos. And then anytime I did post a video, I made sure to mention something that I was selling to try to offset that cost. But yeah, I literally, I was putting out videos um, about twice, once or twice a week um, on average. So I would normally have like somewhere around eight videos a month. And I just started like only putting out a couple a month because I'm like, I can't, I can't justify putting out, taking all of those hours to research and actually edit and produce an entire video because I do quite a bit of editing in my videos and I can't justify putting that much time into my content only to make pennies for that particular video. I'm like, it just doesn't make any sense. I'm like, this is way below minimum wage here. So yes. yeah, I literally just had to change, um, like basically put my efforts into other things, put it into social media and just get my myself out there and just stop putting so much into YouTube. So how long did this go on for you or is it still ongoing for you? Um, so it just seemed to stop. I, I don't fully trust it yet, but um, about, I would say not even a month ago. So maybe two to three weeks ago, um, it went back up 
So for me, this started in um, in April. So we're talking about over three months of this. Yeah, I think it was about three and a half months total that this happened. So of lost yeah, revenue for you. Yeah, absolutely. So and YouTube has been the majority of my my revenue. And you know, I've always tried to diversify my my finances and things like that. But at the same time, this was the primary, you know, I did have other, some other things, but it didn't cover the amount that YouTube brought in. So yeah, yeah, that hurt <laughs> financially. I'm like, what are they doing with the money? Because, you know, for them to tell me, oh, well, we're paying, basically we're paying the advertisers back for basically your fake traffic that you had coming to your channel. I'm like, hold on. Like, Okay, so the advertisers are supposedly getting money back, but I know that, first of all, at, at the same time, I'm looking at Apple ads running on my videos and things. I'm like, hmm? oh, those are really expensive ads that are running on my channel. Like, you can't possibly be paying these people back for months of out of my money. Like, that just, it doesn't make any sense. The It, it doesn't add up at all. You mentioned diversification and obviously that's important and everybody that's kind of in this space does that in the last couple of years i've diversified but it's all still so connected to the youtube yes. platform so when i think of like okay um affiliate revenue or partnerships sponsorships that's all it's just so heavily connected like if they pull mm -hmm. the plug on my channel which apparently they can just do anything they want anybody's channel uh anytime it's mm -hmm. like that goes away. So what have you found in terms of lessons learned or like how you've diversified and how that's helped you or will help you moving forward? Well, I turned more to my email list. I feel they were like really neglected. <laughs> like luckily I had been building that email list. And even though I didn't speak to them that often, send that many emails, I would send at least one per month. So I did have an audience that I could tap directly into. And that way, like for my courses, I would let them know like, oh, my course is on sale or things like that to, to actually get them to click on affiliate links or anything to help me out. And like I said, it didn't offset what I lost on YouTube, but it was something. And also I put more energy into social media, um, still not as much and ironically, like, even though I do YouTube, I'm not like big on social media. Like I, it's just never been something I've really been passionate about. Um, so, you know, I do post on there. Um, and I at least post on there at least a few times a week, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, let me connect with my audience more. Let me do more posts talking about me or, you know, getting them to understand like what it is that I'm really doing, letting them know that I have a blog so that they can come over to the blog. And also Pinterest is what really, really helped me as well. And getting more followers over there and being that the posts are directly connected to my blog the majority of the time, I'm getting more traffic to my blog and getting higher ad revenue there and upgrading like when it comes to sponsorships and brand deals and, you know, leveraging that I have a Pinterest audience over there as well. So that helps me upsell when it comes to creating content as well and doing brand deals. So that I've used a lot of those things and created a lot of digital products. So that was, that was the other thing that I did. I'm like, let me sell way more digital products than I ever did before. Thank you, Nikki, so much for your time. I really no appreciate it.
No problem. Thank you so much for having me here. I appreciate you. You can find more information on Nikki or reach out to her via her website at NikkiConnected.com. And that's Nikki with two Ks, N-I-K-K-I, NikkiConnected.com. I also spoke with Aaron. He's a storm chaser who runs the J-Jack Storm Tracks YouTube channel. Now, in Aaron's case, he was able to decipher which video was being affected by this so-called invalid traffic, which is unique, but you will not believe why this video was triggered. Here's Aaron explaining his experience with invalid traffic. So recently in, in Alberta, I made this incredible tornado intercept. Uh, and in fact, it ended up being my most viewed video of all time. It's at 1.6 million views right now. Everything seemed fairly normal. Uh, first couple of days, everything was normal, was generating revenue from it. And then I got an alert in my YouTube uh, account that said that uh, there were some issues with the video and it was kind of vague. Uh, so I reached out to them oh, and I noticed that ads stopped being shown on my video. Uh, so I reached out to them and they're like, yeah, we detected invalid traffic. I'm like, okay, that's weird. Right. And so I, you know, I was looking into it. I'm like, well, most of the traffic is coming from either Google search or YouTube itself, like more than half of it. Now it was also, it was also getting videos getting embedded in a lot of, uh, websites around the internet, like uh, TMZ, for example, was the biggest one, I think. I made it onto TMZ. A couple of days later, the revenue that I had actually earned, which was like about the time was like around $1,000, it got dropped by $500. It got cut in half. I saw $500 of estimated earnings just suddenly removed from my account. And then a couple of days later after that, another like $400 got removed. So almost all the revenue I had earned up to that point was, was taken away. Uh, now, slowly, that revenue has crept, crept back up. I've been earning more revenue on it and haven't had any problems since then. But my RPM is still quite low. It's like 33 cents RPM. So, you know, we're talking like, what? what is that, like 10%, 15% of what I normally would get uh, for a video. And of course, it's my most viewed video of all time. Fortunately, for my, for my situation, it appeared to only be that one video. So my account across the board seems okay, but this one video was affected. But I still, I've been emailing YouTube every day, almost. I follow up, I'm trying to follow up and just complaining. And they're, they've been they've ignored me for the last 45 days or whatever it is. They won't respond to me anymore. Basically, when they say invalid traffic detected, they're, they, in their response, they're accusing me of doing something, right? They're saying, I'm either clicking on ads, asking people to click on ads, or I'm paying someone to click on ads, which is not at all what's happening, right? And so that's why I was like, I had a thought that, well, maybe the bug is related to videos I get embedded on the internet and they're seeing that traffic coming from like, say, a TMZ link as invalid traffic. But that, that doesn't make sense either when you look at the, on the analytics, when you see that most of the video views, most of the clicks are coming from their system. So, yes. yeah. And this so, is like what's been similar thread through everyone, like for me and everybody I've talked to is that exact thing, like on the back end of my channel, nothing is amiss. There's no weird spike. There's no new traffic source that I didn't have before. All of a sudden that spiked up. It's like my revenue fell off a cliff by more than 76% on August 5th and it has not recovered. They continued to show ads on all my content. So that's the kicker for me is like exactly like what you're saying. Like I was really sad at first 
and now I'm pissed because yeah, it's like I'm pissed off too. Yeah. Yeah. If you're having an issue reporting where the traffic is coming from, and if it's coming from your your source, your website, how am I supposed to control that? It's right. literally not possible. That. Which that's what makes your case unique is that you were able to pinpoint the video. So you got picked up by TMZ, which Again, if they would allow a human to go in the back end of your analytics and see the source of the traffic, they'd say, oh, yeah, this is actually a thing that happened. And here you go. Our system, sure, flagged it for a bit because all of a sudden it was this crazy external source of traffic. But then, oh, look, we've rectified it because we can see it's a legit source of traffic. You weren't like hiring a bot farm to click yeah. on your video 500,000 times. Like it just and didn't that's what happen. I thought maybe the bug was at first was that there was in like embedded link. Because I've talked to other storm chasers who have had this issue. And the common, common thing I found amongst them, like there was two other storm chasers I talked to and they had this problem. And it was... Again, their video got embedded all over the place. Actually, I talked to three other storm chasers that I that I've had this issue. One of them was a live stream. He had re revenue removed due to inactive traffic or invalid traffic. Which so. is like when you started your journey on YouTube, all of us probably would have thought, oh, it'd be so great to get picked up by a TMZ or a huge source and like get a viral video. And now it's like, wait a second. <laughs> Not so yeah. great because they're yeah, just no. going to erroneously flag you as yeah. having done something that you didn't do, but it's also your fault. And now I've considered uh, when I upload my next video, I think it might go viral of just uh, checking the box off that allows embeds, right? Like, because I was right. going to test it out. I was going to see, well, is that what it is? But now I got to actually potentially lose revenue and, and views because I got to test their system for them. You know, it's BS. I feel like we're handcuffed and there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> agreed agreed and that's why i'm hoping we can at least just make enough noise thank you for taking the time to talk to me i really do appreciate you taking time i know we're all like crazy busy and this is a stressful situation so i appreciate you yeah sure no problem be sure to check out Jack Storm Tracks, that's T-R-A-X Tracks on YouTube. Aaron is out there causing me absolute stress with his storm chasing videos but I love it and his passion comes through. He just loves what he does. I also had the opportunity to speak with Jamie, who shares video photography, cinematography, visual effects, and DaVinci Resolve tutorials over on his YouTube channel, Jamie Fenn, F-E-N-N. -N. It was really important for me to publicly speak with a creator of his size, subscriber-wise, because YouTube assigns you a representative when you're over 100,000 subscribers. So I wanted to get an indication of what help this provided Jamie, if any. Here's what Jamie had to say. So in the YouTube studio dashboard, I got a little notification saying uh, ads have been limited on one or more of your videos. I didn't know what that really meant. I have never seen it before. And I went to my content and I looked through all of my videos and I had one video that was unlisted. I actually think it was private. And there was like a little yellow money sign, which kind of showed that there was something on that video or something wrong with that video, but it had been private. I noticed it around August 10th is when it happened. So I reached out to YouTube support and I basically just got a very generic automated response. It, it felt very robotic, almost like they just have default answers. When you type in a question, they have a default answer which is very frustrating because when you're making a certain amount of money and all of a sudden 
80%, in my case, 80% of my revenue dipped in 24 hours. And I was like, what is going on? How? And they said, oh, it's because of that one video. And then I started to say, well, how is this one private video affecting my entire channel revenue when it's private? And it really only had like 300 views on it. It was an old, old video. And they, again, they just, they had very bland, generic answers, which just left me sitting there with millions of questions. And that was about it. So as I began to further my investigation, um, they started to say, oh, you have uh, invalid traffic across your entire channel. Also my own customer, like, I don't know what it's called, my own representatives from over a hundred thousand subscribers which was just as bad as just talking to the normal <laughs> customer support. There's no difference. There was no difference in response. There was no personalized customization with the uh, support inside the YouTube studio app, speaking directly with a representative. It was exactly the same responses. I think that's the most depressing part for me <laughs> because for some of the smaller YouTubers, like where I'm at with just over 50K subs, it's like, I think in the back of my mind, I thought, you know what, like, okay, at least if somebody that's bigger can get an answer and if you have direct support, surely you should be able to get an answer of some kind about what's happening. So it's a little disheartening to say the least. Yeah, no, and I, I feel I feel for you and I feel for anybody that has had to go th through this because it is, it's, it's devastating. So in the process of this all starting, I was questioning, should I post videos? How can I stop it? What have other people experienced? Um, so I did everything that I could find on the internet, such as disabling embedding on videos, um, all of the videos. There was also another YouTube video where I saw somebody saying, disable all of the monetization on every single video, and then just start monetizing whatever you start new with, and you have to just start from there. And I was like, oh. what? Like I have to start all over again, basically. I do not want to do that. Like that, that sucks. Um, I filled out the forms, the forms that that's another frustrating thing that with support, the YouTube support, they sent me a form to fill out. But every time I would go to fill it out, it would say like, oh, you've, you know, entered in this information incorrectly. And I said, you know, I filled it up, filled it out multiple times. I sent screenshots to support and they were like, oh, we'll look into this. We'll get back to you. They never get back to you. I sent them screenshots of analytics, the traffic sources, the the search terms, everything was coming from YouTube. Everything was coming from Google, Google search, YouTube search, browse. There was nothing that was major red flags. And what was also really frustrating was like, oh, if for some reason I had, you know, someone maybe just like wanted to screw my channel over and send me a a bot farm, so to speak, and just say, I want to load this guy's channel up with a bunch of fake views. That doesn't even show analytically because like my subscribers were going up, the views were consistent with the subscribers. The watch time was all consistent. Everything was consistent except for the ad revenue. And there was never like a spike anywhere that would trigger what I would believe to be some type of source like that. So when I talked to YouTube support, which I, I'm not even joking. I probably spoke to them a hundred times, but in one of those conversations I asked, I said, how is this possible? Like, where could this be coming from? If it, if it's not a bot farm and it's not my family, it's not all this basic stuff that you guys are suggesting it is, what could it be? 
And one response I got back was it could be just a bunch of people using VPNs, which basically will trigger random, it, it'll like trick the YouTube uh, security or whatever into thinking like, oh, oh, it's like you're getting multiple views from multiple sources all the time. And that is something that I can't control, obviously. Like nobody can control that. And that's also like maybe using ad blockers too. A lot of people using ad blockers. And so they said, you know, the, the advertisers are advertising on your videos, but the, the analytics that they're reporting or that, or that we're seeing on their side isn't coinciding with what your channel's producing. Like you're not getting the normal returns. So oh, we've identified that as uh, invalid traffic. And that was very frustrating because like, to me, like you said, they hold us accountable for our traffic. Yet, if something like that happens, I said, how come you can't prevent that? And they go, how do you expect us to? And I was like, well, Netflix doesn't allow you to screen record. So there should be some type of like browser identification where you're using some type of plugin to prevent this from happening. This is something that you got, this is YouTube. You guys are YouTube. You should be forecasting events like this. How could you not have something in place to prevent this? It is frustrating because, you know, when it came back, I was kind of like, I had no one explain to me what happened, how it was fixed, what videos it was. I had no follow-up. It just came back. I left it alone. I didn't want to like do anything else. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Fingers crossed that it doesn't happen again. I've seen people's analytics where it just goes up and then it goes down. So I just hope my channel stays fine for now. But um, it is very frustrating when they have no answers for you. I mean, like you said, this is one of the biggest companies in the world and their customer service is mediocre, not even mediocre at best. It's terrible. And I love YouTube. It's my job. It's like my life, but it sucks to say this. It's like, I wish I could speak to a representative or at least like get this, um, you know, elevated to a, a higher support member or a manager or, you know, escalate my case to, you know, the highest that you can, because like, we're, we're kind of like your employees. We're working together. You know, I thank God that I, I you know, I have other, uh, you know, an ecosystem of uh, basically a, my revenue streams for my channel. So thank God I had other things that were supplementing me while this happened. But, um, you know, it, it was just, it sucked. You know, it's, it's like, imagine if you're working a full-time job or overtime and all of a sudden your boss comes in and goes, you know what, we're only going to pay you 20% of what you normally make for the next five months. Exactly how I feel. So when you like to clarify, when you say that the problem fixed itself, you never got back paid for that money that was lost, correct? It just all of a sudden went back up. Yep. Yeah. I didn't get reimbursed whatsoever, which I, you know, if they don't make money and I don't make money and they don't want to take fault for it or acknowledge it, I still believe like if their system is flawed and they couldn't prevent this or if they could have been more proactive, I do believe they should have been responsible. But at this point, they're not going to pay anybody back for these things. They're, of course, they're not. They're not going to admit to fault on a lack of programming or coding on their side. It was it was some of the most frustrating days of my life <laughs> and yes. having to create on top of it and not and also having like the fear of the unknown if this will ever even come back and if it does when will it and for how long 
and you know like fingers are crossed like i said i hope you know my channel stays strong for forever but now i'm kind of more financially thinking in the back of my head look if this happens again what can i do in order to like push through essentially and i and i'm a big firm believer in like having loyal audiences having brand deals and uh affiliate links and making commission on you know certain products and all this having your own personal products i think there's a lot that can be done even with like 10,000 subscribers i think a lot of youtubers if this is happening to you double down on those income streams like figure it out fast and uh even if you're a little bit bigger and you don't have this problem or whatever wherever you are i really think you should try to focus on trying to create as much revenue outside of youtube as possible if this happens and it doesn't go off your channel you're going to be screwed big time Thanks so much for your time, Jamie. So it's disheartening to say the least that having a dedicated YouTube rep did not seem to help in Jamie's case. But either way, remember to check Jamie out at Jamie Fenn, F-E-N-N, on YouTube. I was also able to gain some perspective on this whole issue from my chat with Christian of the Crayler Made YouTube channel, C-R-A-Y-L-O-R, Crayler Made YouTube channel, where he makes videos and tutorials to help you build a website, get online, and build a brand. Christian had a really positive outlook and some really great advice for other content creators. So here's him sharing his experience with me. Well, let's start with what have you done in terms of outreach to YouTube? Have you been in contact with any YouTube support or what did your what has it looked like so far for you? The first thing I did was post to X. I tagged Team YouTube and YouTube Liaison, and both of them tend to say, oh, contact creator support via email. So I went in studio, you know, there's that whole dark pattern to go to get help and put in your problem, and then it goes through the funnel and finally lets you fill out a form to send an email. So I sent the email, explained what happened. I said I had the invalid traffic banner August 5th. I noticed this huge drop. Uh, I think there's a bug. Can someone explain what's going on? And the first reply I got from creator support was essentially just saying, here's how ad revenue works. Like this whole explanation of, well, there's ebbs and flows in ad revenue and there's normal fluctuations and you should just look at your CPMs and RPMs and after understanding how that works, then you'll see that this is just a normal fluctuation in ad revenue. And by the way, at the end, they had this little bit about invalid traffic, also explaining it. Click here to read the article about it. Maybe that has something to do with it. So I replied saying, okay, it's definitely invalid traffic. Like, believe me, I've been doing this for four years, well, longer than four years, but I've been seeing like steady revenue for four years with similar CPMs. This is not a normal fluctuation. This is like an 85% drop in revenue overnight. It's definitely invalid traffic. What's going on? And I remember the reply I got from creator support was essentially the person saying, yeah, I think you're right, but there's nothing I can do. And the outro is something I'll never forget. I, I got to pull it up here. This is the outro is they said, I personally understand that this may not be the best news you are eager to hear. I want to reassure you that I have checked all alternatives available for I sincerely wish to help you through this. I ask for your kind understanding. I wish I could do more, but it seems that my hands are tied behind the policies. 
This is the funny part. I do hope beautiful things happen to you, and when they do, I hope you can believe you are worthy of every single one of them. I hope you and your loved ones are safe and well, and I will be rooting for your channel's success and growth. So it's so basically like, you're screwed. There's nothing I can do about it, but hopefully your health is good. <laughs> Pray <yep>. for you. <laughs> yeah, basically. Is there anything weird on the back end of your channel that would indicate actual invalid traffic happening? You know, there was a time, probably around the first, that I saw an increase in external traffic, and I attributed it to, I think someone shared my video on social media, and it was maybe a couple hundred views, so it wasn't like this crazy surge or anything. I've thought about maybe that's what caused this, but other than that, I mean, nothing. Like I've seen a couple times where YouTube advertising contributes views, but I'm like, well, I although I don't understand that, that can't be invalid traffic, right? Like that's YouTube's own advertising system. So if someone is paying for YouTube ads for my video, that's clearly valid traffic. So I, I have no clue. Like I wish that they would tell us what videos were getting invalid traffic, what the views were. I mean, if they have this master algorithm that's catching invalid traffic, why aren't they disclosing what it is, what videos it's on? I mean, to some creators, it may be worth it to just unlist the video or delete the video if it's gonna fix the problem. But then the flip side of that is, if someone really is targeting your channel, they're just gonna pick a different video and send traffic there. I mean, it's, like you said, the policy is absolutely insane that they're just putting it on the creator and saying, oh, be careful who you partner with because you don't want a partner who's going to send bots to your page. What if it's someone who just doesn't like your channel? You're still in this situation. It's been going on for a few weeks. What have you been doing in terms of your content creation? Are you keeping with the same schedule? Yeah, I'm continuing everything as normal. This is my full-time gig, so... I, you know, I, I'm trying to reach out to sponsors, get more slots booked. Uh, I'd like to say I'm trying to increase affiliate revenue, but that's not really something you can force. It's very organic. So really, I'm just heavily leaning on sponsors right now. And thankfully, there's a couple brands that saw my post and reached out and said, how can we help? Can we sponsor some content? And that's really the only way that I'm able to stay in business right now. I know for me, I've seen some people posting videos like the invalid traffic bug ruined my channel or my channel's over because of it. And I, I don't fault anybody for stopping, but I know for me personally, I kind of see that as letting YouTube win. I'm like, I, I don't want to just throw in the towel and be like, okay, the YouTube gods decided that my channel's over. So it's over. Like I, I have a bigger picture view of content creation and it's been such a passion of mine for years. I mean, this is the only career I've had. I've been doing this since high school. So I'm, I'm kind of all in on the YouTube and content creation thing. And I'm hoping that even if the ad revenue never comes back, I can diversify in other ways and eventually other platforms too. Cause I have that same fear that you do of what if one day I wake up and my channel's just gone? Yeah. Because that's the thing, like, we don't own any of it. <laughs> like, we're, you know what I mean? We didn't create these platforms. And it's true of any social media platform. Like, you don't own that. And rules can change. And as you know, you could wake up one morning and now look where we're at. So I love your positive attitude about it, first of all, which is like, 
so refreshing. And two, like the commonality with everybody I talk to is the passion. And it's true. Like we all just have this passion for it. That's why we're doing it. Like if people want to ask us, why do you do it? Because we just like making content. Taking on YouTube or making a lot of noise about this isn't about us being ungrateful. It isn't about us not. I still think it is the best platform for creator monetization. Like even with this issue happening, like there's going to be problems that arise. I still think that. How do we get protections? Like what's the win-win for both parties? I get they're a business, but for us, like I don't want a big company to be able to hide behind this type of language again where you control the traffic and it's your fault even if it's not your fault. To me, it's just unacceptable. I just kind of want to know from you, like, do you have any advice that you would give other creators, whether they're in this position or not? Like, what have you learned from this? Like, what advice would you share with other creators? Yeah, I think the biggest thing I've learned at this stage in my channel is just how valuable sponsors are. I've really shifted my mindset the past week. I used to see sponsors or sponsorships in general as sort of like a bonus, like, oh, they want to advertise on my channel. Oh, that's cool. But now I'm seeing it as these companies are literally the reason that I can keep creating. And if anything, it makes me more excited and passionate about sponsors when I do the next ad read, like really appreciating that they're the reason that I can keep doing this. So if you have sponsors, treat them well, make sure you're giving them the best value possible, care about their product, represent it well to the audience. Um, and I think big picture, diversify early, make a plan, have a separate traffic source. If that's like a blog for affiliate revenue or some alternative video platform, I know some people are exploring like these random up and coming video platforms. And I've always ignored them saying, oh, there's no traffic on them, but maybe it's worth a shot to try diversifying early and not have all your eggs in the YouTube basket. The reason I'm in a bit of a weird position is I'm reinvesting every dollar back into my business. I've got an editor, I've got a part-time creative director. So I'm in this weird position as a business owner of like, I could theoretically still support myself if I didn't increase revenue in other areas, but I'd probably have to let go of people. And that's not something any business owner ever wants to do. And it feels like a step backwards for me because I've worked so hard just to finally hire out the editing and finally get some help. And, you know, going back to a one man show, it's very doable, but it'd be tough. That's for sure. Oh, I feel you. It's like this like every morning that I've gotten up after this has happened, it's just been like this heavy weight almost or like a cloud in a way of just you just work so hard for years to get to where you are and it's gone in the in the blink of an eye. And to also know in the back of your head, it could be worse because they could have completely taken us out of the partner program. They could have completely demonetized us. They could have completely locked us out of our channel. And so it's it's this weird position of being like, cool, I'm grateful that didn't happen, but also I'm really sad. Yeah, I see my analytics every day with the revenue and it is sad. I'm like, wow, like over four years, I've been seeing consistent revenue numbers and 
it feels like a step back. Like in some ways it feels like I'm brand new to YouTube, just trying to make something of it with the numbers that I'm seeing. At least for me, the views have been at an all time high. They've remained that way. And that's something that scares me too, is this thought of, well, maybe since the ad revenue is lower, the algorithm will start pushing it less and saying, oh, I'm gonna push other content that's more profitable because I've always thought the algorithm is incentivized to promote content that makes money. Thanks so much, Christian. I absolutely love the positive attitude and it couldn't have come at a better time. It's become increasingly clear that this invalid traffic bug is affecting creators of all sizes and in all niches. So I guess the question is, what are all creators going to do now? Well, for me, I'm still not entirely sure if I'm going to take some time off of YouTube or just power right through. What I do recommend for all creators is to take screenshots of everything on the back end in your analytics right now, just to show where your traffic is actually coming from, that there's no weird spikes. And remember, like on my end, I was getting those notifications that I had done a good job and my views were up because I posted more videos. So I took a screenshot of that. So just capture everything you think might be relevant. Save a copy of any of your chats that you're having with anybody from YouTube support as well. So where do I go from here? I'm going to try not to get emotional. <laughs> it's not easy uh, what creators are out here doing and doing this and working so hard for so many years to have the rug pulled out from under you like that. It's a lot to take in. Beyond just me being upset and <laughs> devastated about what's happened, I think that there's a lot at stake here for creators and there needs to be better safeguards in place for creators. None of this means we aren't grateful. Beyond measure, I still believe that YouTube has some of the best compensation for creators. I think that's what stings even more is like, you want to know the real the real kick in the pants is like most of my content is Google based. I teach people about the Google ecosystem. I'm the biggest friggin' Google fan there is. And this has happened. So I don't know what that means, but there it is. And there needs to be a system in place that is better than just saying like, well, this is what the system flagged and therefore it is what we, it is. And we can't give you any answers. When we're erroneously flagged and blamed for things out of our control or system bugs, and there's not a thing we can do about it, that's not right. Our livelihoods are at stake. But let's get down to some brass tacks. There are three things that I want from this and that I hope you want from this too after listening to this episode. Number one, creators make the platform. And we need to be able to easily get in touch with a real human who can look into issues and actually help us, not spew some PR answer. Number two, I want protections in place for creators. It's not acceptable to me to hide behind very vague language of it's your fault, even if it's not your fault. None of these social media platforms would be in existence without the users, the creators, the people generating the content. And number three, I want us to be compensated for our lost wages. 
this has been absolutely devastating for most of us that have been affected. It's not okay to pull revenue erroneously. It's not okay to pull revenue at the mere risk of it being invalid traffic. We need people, actual humans, to go in and check the back end of our accounts to see that it is not actually invalid traffic. And we need to be retroactively reimbursed for all of the compensation we have lost. There are too many of us, big and small, to call this a coincidence anymore and claim that this is not a bug. Enough. And with that, of course, I will keep you posted on any progress, good or bad, that comes from my channel. At the very least, I am beyond grateful to have connected with so many wonderful content creators and fellow YouTubers. This is such a special community. Hug a YouTuber today. Ah, maybe I should put that on some merch to diversify my income. I'm sending a huge thank you to my guests today. I really appreciate you all speaking out about this. If you are having the same issue, please, please get in touch with me. If you're a journalist or an influencer that wants to help, please, for the love of all things holy, we will absolutely take the help. Please get in touch with me. If you could just share this podcast with everyone you know so that we can get the word out, I would be so appreciative. We need real change and we can only do it together. And if you work at YouTube and you're listening to this and you want to have a chat on an episode of Talk Techie to Me about everything that's going on with these invalid traffic flags on so many creators' channels, get in touch with me. Let's chat. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Talk Techie to Me and we'll chat real soon.